1: Hey, everybody. We hope that you guys are staying safe and doing well. Just wanted to give you a heads up that we recorded this episode with Freddie Prince Jr. about a month ago. So it was before we were practicing all the social distancing. We just didn't want you guys to worry. Uh, we are still recording new episodes remotely going forward. But this one was recorded uh, a little while back. Just wanted to give a heads up. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Stay safe, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we're sad to not have Taylor Tomlinson with us today, but we are pretty fucking stoked <laughs> to have on an, an incredible guest that I think all our listeners are also going to be pretty oh excited for. Oh, my gosh. You guys know from the title.
0: <laughs> Freddie Prinze Jr., Freddie Jr. What? the fuck <laughs> seriously <laughs> I mean I couldn't when I when I saw him in person I was like this is I can't, I mean this feels like a weird dream I mean this feels like a crazy like a hologram did cra- you like have to touch him to be like, yeah Are I was you? like this is definitely I'm definitely not in my body right now <laughs> I even wore my little 90s ponytail just like a little throwback <laughs>
1: I love it. I know. It made me laugh. And you'll hear in the very beginning of the interview, him talking about Delaney hugging him. And it's uh, it's exactly what I would have expected yeah. of you.
0: This is what happens when you're not supervising me around our guests.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, we're going to get into that interview in just a second. Uh, but we have an iTunes review of the episode we wanted to share with oh, you guys. Oh, yes, we do.
0: And the name of this, uh, this review is... It's a lady emoji and then a dog emoji. That's the name of the person. Right up your uh, alley. Very nice. Very creative. Uh, and it says, my therapist recommended this podcast to me, and it is great, and I'm so glad I found it. Oh. Thank you so much. That's so cool.
1: Thank you for leaving that review. Yeah. And I love
0: that. People's therapists are listening. Oh my God. Shout out to all the therapists that are recommending self-helpless. That is really cool. That's like such a high compliment. That's yeah. really lovely. Especially because we're always like, hey, we're not therapists. <laughs> yeah. We're not professionals. We're just out here trying our best and giving yeah. you the information we have. So I mean, it's yeah. very because we always yeah, we're always advocating therapy too. It's like, look, yeah. everybody should be in it. Go get one, yeah. you know, and exactly. then we'll try to help supplement the rest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's very, very nice. Yes. And <sighs> then uh I am in the process of hiring another card. for dicks by delaney and so um, if you are you know interested in applying for this position it is a remote position uh flexible hours you can work from home um and uh you can send three samples of your work uh, along with a resume to dicksbydelaney at gmail.com and then you can go on instagram Follow us at Dick Spy Delaney if you're curious as to like what kind of cartoon work uh, mm-hmm. we are looking for. And I already have a lovely cartoonist who lives in the Illinois area. So, and I'm in, you know, the Los Angeles area. So you could really, you could be doing this from anywhere. Uh, yeah. It's very cool. So DickSpyDelaney.com um, if you want to find out some more information about what even is Dick Spy Delaney. And um, yeah, I just loved this episode with Freddie uh, talking about burnout and marriage and like the way that he is able to like yeah. balance himself in this crazy industry. Yeah. So I think you guys are really going to love this episode. Yeah. Without further <laughs> ado, check it out. Here it is, guys. <laughs> Have a good one. We're so
1: excited today to be joined by Freddie French Jr. What is happening? (laughs) happening? I cannot believe this is happening.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I didn't get to see your reaction meeting him. I basically said, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Hello, I'm Delaney. (laughs) She,
2: She hugged me for way, way longer than was necessary, like when you first meet somebody. It's usually like, oh, hey, right on. Like, that's like the new handshake.
0: (laughs) I took a sniff, you know, (laughs) I really took it in.
2: I'm more Japanese now, especially with like everyone being afraid of being sick. I'm like, I'm bringing back the bow. Like Japan's got the bow. I've always, when every kid in the 90s wanted to be black, I wanted to be Asian. And so I'm bringing back the bow and I think it's going to work. I was at an XFL game last night. So I guess I'm not really that scared of the virus. Yeah. But uh, it was my birthday, and uh, oh happy
3: late birthday! Oh okay. thank happy you, thank birthday.
2: you! And everyone who came up was like, "Hey man, can I take a picture?" And they put their hand. I was like, "Hey man, let's bow." And <laughs> everyone was cool with it. Everybody, I was like, "Dude, this is so Asian right now." <laughs> it's my '90s fantasy. Come oh, I so love it. Respectful. Yeah. That's oh so respectful. So was I'm bowing everyone. The handshake. Okay. What? The handshake existed to when diplomats news. would meet to yeah. make sure the person they were meeting wasn't armed. Like it was to, literally oh. that's the history of the handshake. I didn't know that. Yeah, you would check their wrist, and if there was a oh. gun there, you're like, I don't think we're going to be discussing friends. peace.
1: <laughs> Probably too
0: late about that we don't We don't need that now.
2: The bow is money, man. The bow is where it's at.
0: Well, and, I definitely didn't bow. I hugged him. I hugged him real hard, was, and uh, a I took a, creepy... a little clipping of his jacket for a souvenir. <laughs> yes, I was,
2: yeah, it's like a hole yeah, in it.
0: You I told, I, told care, <laughs> I told Camp Cam, my fiance, big fan of Freddy's. And he was yeah. like, uh, and he texted me, go Chatham A's. Uh, no, tell her Ch- how you
2: pronounce <laughs> okay, Chatham.
0: I said, I, he texted me, go Chatham A's. And I'm like, what does Chatham A's mean? And then I, I told him that, that Cam says, Chatham. go Chatham A's. And he's like, oh, you girled that so I hard. I said, you girled Chatham.
2: baseball so bad right now. <laughs> <His> <laughs> I was like, my heart kind of cracked.
0: Oh, Delaney. But it's all
2: right. It's all right. Right. yeah right. chatham
0: chatham from chatham, summer catch yeah. yes 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 one of cam's favorite movies summer catch the, yeah, one of the
2: rare guys that would claim that as a favorite oh
0: he loves it well, oh he, he's a big yeah
1: i was surprised when i posted um pictures of us from Wrist of fury when you did my foosball show horrible, that you loved so much <laughs> one of the highlights of your life uh i had so many straight dudes commenting like yeah, man. I mean, uh, I'm completely straight, but I would totally fuck Freddie Prinze Jr. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Do> unnecessary, you- <laughs> fellas.
2: I'd rather you go back to hating me. <laughs> What's
1: the balance? Do you feel like you get a lot of hate from dudes?
2: I, I don't know. For being I,
1: you? Or do you feel like you get a lot of dudes that are like, hey, man, just so you know, I'd switch teams it for just, you.
2: <laughs> I think it depends on how old they are, right? Like, okay. it's a generational thing. So, okay. like, guys my age hate me. Right, because their wives liked me back oh. in the day.
3: Got gotcha.
1: So okay. if
2: they're insecure, they if they're okay. not insecure, then it's yeah. we all get along. Yeah. Um. And then the generation before that has like forgotten me, and then the generation before that loves me because of Scooby Doo. Oh
1: and, yeah. Wait, and, you're saying that you think our generation's forgotten you? No, guys. Oh, guys. Okay. Guys. I got you. They're
2: like, who's that? Like, that's oh. their. That's like their go-to, okay. right? And then the generation behind that, when they find out that I voice, like, cartoons that they dug, then they're like,
3: oh, uh, my
1: gosh, are you really a Jedi? And, very,
2: and then you'll yeah. be like, well, yeah, of
1: course. <laughs> Your so, career course, has such yeah. a wide
0: range of, just, like, yeah, all,
2: all these generations. It just depends on how old you
1: are. It just depends on how old you are.
0: Yeah. yeah. You are. yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so before we started the show, we talked about maybe a favorite or least favorite quote, perhaps? Oh, yeah.
2: You mentioned that. So... Um, My godfather is Bob Wall, and Bob was the guy who was in all the Bruce Lee movies back in the day. He was the guy, uh, Bruce and him found each other. They were both badass martial artists, and they kind of trained one another. And uh, when my dad died, I didn't have any male influence, and so my mom sort of handed me off to, this is like the illest circle of dudes ever, but it was (laughs) Bob Wall, Gene LaBelle, chuck norris and pat johnson <laughs> oh okay? and they all lived in tarzana california yeah. and uh they would just pass me around <laughs> oh from like God. teacher to teacher to, like wow. teach me how to be a man right? uh, yeah so bob who You know he he still cry about Bruce Lee to this day. That's how close they were. Mm. Um, He really he made me read his book. He really made me study his philosophies as a kid. Yeah. Um. And everyone knows like the uh, the the running water never grows stale, Mm. which is like one of my favorites to live by. But he also had another one, and I'll mess up the quote. My Godfather's gonna beat my ass. (laughs) Um, He's an old man now, but he still hit.
1: Still throw down. Oh, he's a tough (laughs) guy.
2: And uh, he basically said you know there's a, this balance between or this this delicate balance between nature and balance right and you don't want to go too much in either direction he said if we go one way which would be the way of science then we become you know almost a mechanical man he mm-hmm. was like more more machine than man if we go the other way it would be very unscientific and so it's not about being natural or unnatural. It's about unnatural naturalness mm. or natural unnaturalness.
3: <laughs> and yeah. that's the
2: direct quote, that last part. Yeah, and yeah. when I was 12, that didn't mean shit. Right. Um, but when I started having success in this business and relied on on outside things to sort of bring me that balance, mm-hmm. which I needed to correct from time to time. Um, that's when it started to make sense, when I did too much work trying to make too many movies back to back to back to back, and yeah. I kind of lost myself. And then when I burnt out because of that and mm. quit um, and went the exact opposite direction and then went too far that way, and I wasn't really following any of the teachings mm. that, that these great men had given me, and it wasn't until, and I think everyone... Or at least every guy I know that y'all ever talked to will tell you the same thing. I didn't start figuring this out until I was about 30. Yeah. And that's when I was like, ah, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, that's what mom meant. Oh, that's what... You know yeah. what I mean? And then everything started to click. Yeah. And that's when my life just got easy. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, easy. That's when everything, all these like Eastern philosophies that I was raised to to believe in, which I just did because the result was getting hit. But I never had an yeah. understanding or an appreciation of it. It was just, it was the 80s. And yeah. if, you, if you messed up, you got whacked. Like, yeah. now you go to jail for that, right? They take right. your kids away. But back <laughs> then, you know, this is how it went. And uh, and then once that happened, like I said, everything started to click. My, my sitcom that I did got canceled. And it really, like, messed me up. Because we were their highest rated comedy. Yeah. We were doing everything right. And they wanted me to fire two characters. And I just wasn't going to do that. And I was like, well, they're bluffing. Because they were like, you get rid of them or you guys are gone. I was like, well, they're not doing that. We're their number one comedy. Yeah. And they were like, no, have you. You're gone. Whoa. And it just like oh the God. rug got pulled out from under yeah. me. My ego got stripped. I mean, all the good and bad parts of it yeah. just ripped out from under me. And I was sitting in my office. And Sarah was like, are you going to be okay? I was like, well, I have to be. But I just, I don't know how yet. Yeah. And uh, I was lost for about a year I joined the WWE and started <laughs> writing for professional wrestlers because I, I grew up loving wrestling. Yeah. I lived in the same building as Shane, uh, Vince's son, and they asked me to take a meeting with uh, Vince on some randomness at a pay-per-view that I went to. And They were like, we really like your ideas, and you'd say no and other people just tell Vince Yes. Cause you won't care, and, and I don't care about anything. That's what my wife always says. She's like, you don't care about. Anything. I was like, I care about y'all. And she's like, you don't <laughs> right. care what people. Do. I was like, uh, I don't know. This is yeah. how I was raised. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I go in and and I meet with Vince, and I took that. We can get into that if you want, but but the quick of it was, I went on this like year long journey where I had no idea who I was. I knew I wanted to be retired. I knew I I couldn't deal with what. I felt the business had become, and I needed, mm. I guess, what was a break, but I called it retirement, mm, yeah. and so this was a good way because yeah. you're on the road every week. I was on the jet with Vince, the black WWF jet, WWE, yeah. jet, every single week flying to every city working with the talent that he felt had a shot, and he just wanted to like brush up their their acting and things like that, but I still wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. I didn't know what it was, and then uh, one of the wrestlers there, her name was Eve Torres, and uh, she married this jujitsu dude, uh, Henner Gracie. Mm-hmm. And my family, Bob Wall, my godfather, and all those—they used to always train jujitsu, and they used to always try to make me. And I had gotten so far away from martial arts, which was my balance. That was my middle, from between work that I had to do, and dreams, right? Like, yeah. that was the middle where I never thought about either one. Because if yeah. you do, you get punched in the face. <laughs> You're focusing on not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, can't think you about anything. Yeah. yeah. So that was the best, a long-winded version of what I kind of needed to to find myself again. And now I'm back. I, I'm yeah. doing a new show this summer and, and have awesome. all my other stuff going. And I don't feel too overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Although I'm already screwing up dates and stuff like that. I, but I was never good at that.
1: <laughs> right. Not
2: good at scheduling. The time I give you, I can be very focused. Right. But organizing that time, yeah, I, I, a lot. I'm the worst. Yeah. the worst.
1: Can you get into the burnout that you experienced when you were taking all those movies and like what did that feel like? Uh, what, you, what was going on for you?
2: You know, it was real hard. I I didn't even want to act when I was a kid Mm. and, uh, my family put a lot of pressure on me that, uh, you know, I wish they wouldn't have, but now I'm glad they did. I'm happy for the life that I had. So are we. (laughs) 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 Insert (laughs) Insert (laughs)
1: creepy comment of every girl from the 90s. So,
2: So, you know, I felt a lot of pressure to kind of pick up where my father left off.
1: Yeah.
2: And then, uh, I didn't know. What I wanted to do, I just knew who I was, which yeah. is the only reason, and I'm certain of this. The only reason I friggin' kill myself, just like my old man, because he didn't know who he was, and mm-hmm. this business defined him and called him Chico, which means boy, mm-hmm. and he yeah. hated that. And Richard Pryor used to just get on him, all oh, you gonna let them call you boy, you gonna let yeah. them call you boy, and it would just it would eat him up, and he yeah. would. He was dating Pam Greer then, and, and she was she was telling me this story, and she was like, he would just sit up. It'd be 2, 3 in the morning. He'd wake up,
3: oh. and he'd be like,
2: I can't believe they call me boy, and he would just be so mad mm. about it, right? Yeah. So I was trying to kind of like pick up the, the, the pieces, so to speak, but I did know who I was, and I went on this run with Miramax where they just kept throwing it at me and throwing it at me. Yeah. And I didn't like the movies i was even making by the fourth one like i've mm. only seen three of the movies i've ever done ever like i've just really? not what
1: haven't you seen wow
2: all of them like the only ones i've seen are the house of yes which was this little independent movie i did with parker posey and i fell in love with her and that's what made me fall in love with acting if i hadn't yeah. done that movie i probably would have quit way oh, before wow. i ever made it but i just saw what it did for her and i was like i want to feel like that just yeah. once doing this. Mm. Um it took me 15 years to get that feeling. Um wow. but uh but yeah so the so the burnout came right at the end of Miramax and I had done she's all that I had done a movie called it was with Julia Styles <laughs> down I don't to you think there you oh, go. Yeah. Why do I um, know your movies
1: you don't <laughs> so I see it. You did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you not seen that movie? No no I didn't see it. Oh wow! Well, I, what? I read
2: the script. I know how it ends. Right. They worked. <laughs> right. They worked it out. That's
3: yeah. so they worked crazy. It out. That's so it was weird. Pretty, that you pretty seen people that movie. with problems.
2: It usually that. goes <laughs> up there in About ninety-eight minutes. Wow. Um, now it's about one hundred and twelve. But uh, but yeah. So I did that one, and the director and I were not on the same page. Miramax yeah. demanded that my acting coach come out and work with the cast. And the director thought that I pulled that on him. Oh. And this was only like my sec my first movie where it was really me, right? right? And so I I was not looking forward to doing the next job. And the next job was in Vancouver and we were on nights and I rapped at five AM on Down to You and flew to Vancouver. And landed at like whatever time, ten a.m., nine a.m. Drove to set and started shooting with no rehearsals on this movie with all these like supermodels.
0: Holy shit. Head over heels. Oh my! (laughs) This is
2: is what it's gonna be. This is gonna be an hour. It's (laughs) It's
1: not my fault. You don't know your own movies. I didn't see that one. I didn't see
2: that one. It might have been something else on the screen. It might have been been named something else. So. So I went out there and started shooting right away, and it was with Mark Waters, who yeah. directed The House of Yes, which mm-hmm. I saw, deal with it,
0: Boom. and uh, <laughs> and I
2: was not ready for that movie. I wasn't ready for the role. I hadn't had time to prepare. I you felt, didn't even
1: sleep between you, like, rambling on a Yeah, but wine. I didn't
2: even, like, I just wasn't ready. Some yeah. of it's on me. Some of it's on the schedule. Yeah. I just wasn't in the space. My girlfriend and I were in the middle of, like, our final breakup. And so it was just really wrecking me and and she cheated on me and I still wasn't able to like just get rid of her. You know what I mean? Uh, And so I was mad at myself for that. Mm. And, uh, and I just wasn't, I didn't do a good job and I knew it like every day I'd get home from work and I'm like, I'm not doing a good job. I'm not doing a good job. And then the director from she's all that called in the middle of the movie and he's like, Hey, I, I want you to come do this movie with me. And, uh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna shoot in San Francisco and I really wanna work with you again. His name's is Rob Iscove and I loved Rob and he could have said it was anything and I would have been like, Yeah. Yeah. And so I said yes. When does it start? And it started the day after this one wrapped. Oh
0: my god!
2: And so That's I got there. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I got I got to San Francisco. I don't remember the name of this one.
0: She's all. Oh no, she's, no, not she's all that okay. I know.
2: Okay. That one I know.
1: <laughs> he had already done that one. Okay. Um, you, oh, you'd already. done that. This
2: was one in San oh Francisco, god. and then they hired this great British actress. And I don't want to say her name because they fired her. But uh she was doing great, but they fired her on some bullshit. Okay. Not because of talent. Like yeah. for real on some bullshit. Yeah. And they recast her on the day we're supposed to start principal photography with Claire Forlani. So now she was coming into the situation I went into on my last movie. Oh. So we didn't have really time to like gel and groove. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying that process until right around the end and then it was over. Yeah. And I literally flew back from San Francisco. On like we worked an all nighter on the first flight out, came home, sat on my couch. That all these movies had helped me buy this nice house and all that, so I felt weird complaining. Yeah. But I sat on the couch and it was, and I was still so early in my career, and it was the first time I ever went. Yeah, I'm fucking done. Like I was just, I hadn't had the Parker Posey experience yet, Mm. and I hadn't felt the way I watched her feel about it every day. So I started. Questioning whether I was in the right business, whether I was doing the right thing, yeah. whether I was just chasing a damn ghost, and and you can't catch him. Yeah, it ain't the movies. So yeah. you know, I I was already thinking about leaving then, and then did a bunch of movies that I hoped would be fun that would give me that feeling, like yeah. like the the Chatham A's. <laughs>
3: In, in summer, summer camp, remember that one, <laughs> Boom.
2: Oh, Never saw it, but but I know the it name. Uh, <laughs> good one. but I went out there to play baseball, which I thought would be which mm-hmm. I thought would be really fun, and yeah. it was. But I still didn't have the experience, and it wasn't until this tiny little movie I did called Brooklyn Rules. Uh, that Terry, it was basically Terry Winters, the guy who wrote and won all those awards for Sopranos and, mm-hmm. and Boardwalk Empire. It's his biography, basically, and I got to play him. Wow! Oh wow! And uh, the director was this intense Italian, New York Italian guy named Michael uh, Carenti, and he's like, you want to fucking do this," and fucking, I'm like, "Yeah, man, this guy is fucking crazy, <laughs> but I like this motherfucker." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like getting hyped, and I I met Jerry Ferrara, who I just fell in love with. Um, Mina Suvari, whose whose like approach to acting was so different than mine, yeah, and so Love I was her. just I was just mm-hmm. watching her a lot because she was truly like an artist there. Mm-hmm. And then my man Scott Kahn who I just
1: yeah,
2: he's like, like I'm not a manly man, and Scott <laughs> is. <laughs> And so, like, we shared a trailer. This is a way indie movie. And Mm -hmm. they were like, look, you're going to have to. I was like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I love that. Like, I'm a a legit, like, fan of Scott's. Like, if he needed a wingman ever, I'd be like, I'm your guy. I got you. (laughs) Whatever you need. Yeah. I would lie in court for the dude, even if I knew he was guilty. Like, he's just cool. There's just everything cool about him, right? Yeah. So so I fell in love, and that was the first time I had that experience where I knew I was loving what I was doing. Hmm. And then as soon as it was over, the next movie I did, which isn't the movie's fault, and I don't remember the name, mm-hmm. but uh, it just couldn't hold up. It yeah. just wasn't going to hold up to it. It's like the first time someone does a drug, right? And they spend the rest um, of their drug addict trying life to trying to, to find it. that first one, yeah. and they never do. And then eventually they go, oh, you don't catch it, and they, it gets over. Um, or the worst happens. Yeah, but yeah. I was on this movie, and I hated every moment of it. I got injured, a terrible back injury, oh, and just everything was going wrong. And I came home from Toronto, landed in L.A., and I told Sarah, I'm done. Wow. She was like, what do you mean you're done? I said, I'm done. I know I'm done. I'm done. Mm. And then I got hired to do 24, and yeah. uh, I did it for that one season. And then I was like, yo, I'm definitely done. <laughs> and that was when I was done, yeah. I t- and I took this huge 10-year break or however long it yeah.
1: was. Yeah. Wow. We've oh talked about gosh. burnout a lot on this podcast because we've all individually uh, dealt with it and man, hearing your burnout story, right, that is next level. Oh That's something else. And yeah. I
2: burn out a lot. And it's not and it's a lesson that I have a hard time learning. And I'm yeah. really I'm telling you guys I'm a good student. Like <laughs> I, I yeah. as far as like life goes, I know I've worked a lot of it out, but for whatever reason, I go too hard, no matter what it is. Uh-huh. And I burn it. And they warned me at WWE. Vince even brought me in his office, and he said, "Hey, I'm more. You're doing great." All my stories were there pay per view yeah. yeah. one of these pay per views, and uh, that's how good a job I was doing for him. And I was really making progress. And he brought me in his office. I'm thinking to tell me how awesome I am. And he's going to give me, like, a bonus of of sweet cash. You know what I mean? Uh, Or or steroids, so I'll be, like, super jacked. Which I would do. I'm not anti-steroid at all. I don't care. I'll take all the steroids. You should have
1: used them before our foosball show. That would have helped you a little bit. Oh, You the
2: worst human being in Burbank.
1: In Burbank. It's a limited
2: pool. Well, Hollywood's got worse people
0: than that. It's okay. It
2: wouldn't
0: have helped you anyway. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're really just walking them in (laughs) now.
2: Oh, I'm on Burbank. I'm going to bring you on one of our shows, on a game you suck ass at, and I'm just going to annihilate you, and I'm going to sing songs about you while I do it, and it's going to feel good. Um, Anytime
1: our schedules finally line up for me to do one of your video games, oh, you will destroy. I mean, I'm not great at video games. You got to get destroy.
2: worse at comedy, so you get booked less, <laughs> yeah. and then once that happens, your ass is mine. But burnout, so burnout. Yeah. Vince brought me in and uh, before I went in his office, his assistant was out there. I loved his assistant, ex-army guy named Jimmy, he's so cool. And uh, he goes, hey, Freddie, you doing okay? And he's never asked me like yeah. how, like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And he goes, all right, man, we just, you know, you've been, you've been going hard, you've been working hard. And I'm like, what's up, man? I said, I'm here to see Vince. it goes. I know. I just want to talk to you real quick. And I, uh, the first thing I say is, am I getting fucking fired? Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. And he was like, what are you talking? No, Freddie. He's like, I just want to make sure you're doing OK. I was like, yeah, I'm, f- I'm fine, man. Can I go talk to Vince? And now I'm like, because this job was a cutthroat job. 90% uh. of the people there hated me, did not want me there. Uh. It took... Jeez. until I left for them to like me. You know what mm, I mean? And then yeah. once they liked me, I was like, aha, fuck you. I'm you. So, so I go in and, and uh, he sits me down and he goes, uh, how you doing, Freddie? I said, oh, I'm good, man. What's going on? I said, Jimmy's making me feel like this is a bad meeting. And he goes, well, it's not good. And so now I'm like, if I get fired, I'm literally going to go off on this old timer, yeah. right? And I love Vince, but yeah. I was like, this is every story you have that's making yeah. your company money right now is mine. Right, so right. I was like, Going in there now, not knowing what to do. And he said, uh, he goes, I'm real worried about you. And I said, what? What? What's going on? I don't drink. I'm not a drug addict. What are you right. talking about? He goes, I've seen this a million times. He's like, you're a great young writer. He's like, but you're going to burn out. I don't want you to. I want wow. you to stick around in the company. Mm. And my first response, mainly because I didn't have a dad, right? Yeah. So like, if you treat me like a son, or don't call me son. Right. Like if you call me son. I don't like it. And No. And you're an older guy? I love it. Like, it literally <laughs> oh. is like, um. all my facade of, like, playing it cool Yeah, is gone. Like, mm. it just, it wrecks me. Like, I look, my dad was in this game long before me. I've been in this in game at from the lowest to the highest levels. I know bullshit artists when I see them. I know real people when I see them. If you call me son, it like, it's like a jamming my radar. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? <laughs> So yeah, a he, yeah. he puts a hand
2: out on the table, like, oh. like he wants to take my hand, right? Oh. but I can't do that. I'm just not comfortable with that yeah. kind of physical content. I don't want to be, if you're behind me and you see me and you know me, don't hug me. I'm going to elbow you. Like yeah. it, it freaks me out. Like come yeah. around the front and be like, Freddie, I'll be like, Hey, we'll yeah. have a quick hug. Not the awkward <laughs> one you gave me. And then that's it. Like I just so I'm he's not. i in a the, all the, you. I just wrap around <laughs> a leg. It's be an hour. extra long that's after right. the show. That's right. She <laughs> went on some eucalyptus. he's getting <laughs> high. So uh, he goes. He goes. I really want to see you stick around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking at his hand. He had these like perfectly manicured nails. He was always like perfectly manicured nails. I hated it. I was like, that's <laughs> the opposite of what right. you should Wrestling. be. Wrestling. Yeah. You should yeah. Be a tough <laughs> son of a gun. Yeah. Um. And I looked up and I said the same thing that you guys would say. I go, oh, no, no, no I'm fine. I'm fine. I got it. And then uh, four weeks later, I quit. I burned oh, out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did like you he saw it coming a mile away. It. He's seen it a million times.
1: And at that time, you didn't see it coming. You, you no. Like you would have had no idea that within four weeks you would have been done.
2: No. And even if I did, I would have lied. Yeah. And said, no, I'm fine. I can push through it. I can do anything. And yeah. time and time again, I realized that I can't do everything.
1: What but is it's, that I, about I, burnout? That it's like you're talking about like that you're a good student. We feel the same way. I mean, the basis of our podcast is we're like type A comedians. Right? Everyone
2: but has that one thing though. Yeah. It's like a hill that it's a vice. you know the story of Sisyphus. He was like cursed to roll the boulder up the hill yeah, only right. to have it roll all the way back down. Yeah, like that's how I deal with burnout. I'm like um, this time I got it <laughs> hey,
3: <right. laughs> And my friends, these my wife, I'm ready. Like yeah, they'll be like
2: Freddie. The, every time you tried to yeah. push this boulder up this hill, it's rolled down. And not because you're weak, because a God who you know, because you were there, cursed you and told you that even though you know it's going to happen, you have to do it. And you're denying all these facts and looking me dead in the face and saying, this time you got it? And I'll look him dead in the face and be like, yes. And then fail (laughs) and pretend it didn't happen and go back to him and be like, guys, I figured it out <laughs> this time, I got, got it. it, yeah. And all my friends would be like, All right, bro, I'll yeah. see you in two weeks. Like,
0: yeah, we think we learned the lesson, but we never do. Yeah. And then we think, Oh, we'll prevent it next time, and then we don't end up preventing it, we just get wrapped we up. Are in the who same
2: time. We yep. are, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that's changed on earth is the technology that we've created, right? <laughs> but the human beings are human, we're the same, like. I think it was Colin Quinn, the, the old school stand-up comic and former writer Love on Colin, SNL. yeah. He said, you know, we're still doing the same things we did when we were cavemen. It's just there's laws that exist now to prevent people from doing that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't kill people because yeah. there's a law that says you can't kill someone. Now, there are a few of us that have a morality that we've learned that says, oh, thou shalt not kill. But I've been on the freeway a million times, and <laughs> I've been cut off. And if there wasn't a law that said, you can't kill this person, I'd literally be like, I'm doing their family a favor. Peace. My car's bigger. Like, And that would be a wrap. But I don't, because there's moral people who created laws. Right. But that's only 5% of humanity. The rest of us are a bunch right. of animals. And our morality right. switches from what, one stressful situation to another. And if there's alcohol involved, the morality changes again. Yeah. And if you're feeling cocky, the morality changes again. Because yeah. none of us are these perfect angelic god creatures, just people, man. And we're not that special. Like another comic, Richard Jenny, the average person is, well, average. Yeah. And most of us are that. You know what I mean? In some degree or another, I promise you I'm below average when it comes to dealing with burnout. But there's a lot of shit that I'm just average at. I found one thing that I was good at or one of a few things that I'm good at. I found a way to make money doing it. Yeah. Mm Yeah. If you get me on the football field, I'm gonna be pretty average. Yeah. You get you you want me to paint a painting, it's gonna be average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> that's yes. okay. So, right. you know, yeah. that's kinda Yeah. I don't know how like the point of this was how do you deal with burnout? I don't know. I just know I failed at it a bunch. Mm. And I try to be aware of it. And even in trying that, it doesn't slow it down every time.
0: Yeah. Um, What's, I ahead. have a question. So you know, it's probably very like you probably don't go to a lot of places where people don't know who you are. I'd imagine. Right. Depends. And so being a celebrity, I'm just so curious, like the highs and lows of that. And like, you know, being like when you walk in a room, people are like, oh, my gosh, I know who that is. Like, what is that like for you? And when did that first happen? And well, how that, did that feel? That doesn't
2: happen so much anymore. Yeah. I just want to be clear with that. But yeah. like there's there's three personality types, according to Sigmund Freud. Right. The alpha, the beta and the omega. And the best way to figure out what you are or what someone is, is through compliment or criticism, right? Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. You compliment Kobe Bryant, right? Um, You say, hey, you're the best. He's like, yeah, I know. Or, oh, thanks. But you're not making him feel good. He's already decided how he feels. Kobe, you'll never be Jordan. Yeah, okay. You didn't hurt his feelings. He already decided how he felt. The beta personality is much more in the artist realm, much more in the comedy realm. (laughs) We're very susceptible (laughs) to... Like Sally Field's famous speech when she went, you like me. You really like me. It's Um, like, yo, you just figured out you're good? Like, are you crazy? Right. But artists respond most to that. And that's why you see like, I don't believe in mean tweets. I just believe in tweets, right? It's how you interpret that information based on how your brain Mm, interprets stuff, right? So... A lot of beta personalities see that as like insults. They take it to heart. You're the worst. I am. I'm the worst. Yeah. You're the best. I'm the fucking best. <laughs> yeah. And you see a lot of actors and musicians get mad cocky like that, right? Yeah. And then the third is the omega personality, which thinks about motivation. So if you were an omega and I'm like, yeah. Kelsey, I think you are so incredibly talented. And the yeah. work that you did last night on stage blew me away. In your head, all you're saying is, what does this guy want from me right now?
3: Mm. Oh. Oh. So
2: and that's like the paranoid. Omega personality. It's not paranoid. It's what do they want?
3: <laughs> oh, okay. So
2: it's like, you suck. It's like, I wonder what's going on with them that they would say that. Oh, okay. And if they're like, I love you. It's like, they want something. I don't know what it mm. is, but I know they want something. Yeah, yeah. And so those are the three main sort of personality types. And I was fortunate enough, and I think it was because of how I was conditioned. And Freud would say, you're all three, but there's a dominant one. And yeah. I would agree with that. But I'm definitely like the Omega personality. So mm. walking in a room and seeing eyes on me. I already know why they're looking. It's because it's L.A. and everybody wants to know if somebody famous walked in, right? Right. But like my wife said, says to me all the time, she's legit. She goes, "You don't fucking care about anything," or <laughs> and I just don't. Like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> that sounds horrible. No, I, I I don't, don't. care. So yeah. it's like if someone's like, "Oh my god, I love you," I'm like, "All right, that's great." Listen. <laughs> Let's keep it under control. Right. I don't. I'm not a hugger. I know you are. I know, but you're rejecting everything I'm saying right now. And yeah. if you're like Freddie, you suck. I'm like, right on, bro. Your yeah, girl right. likes me. Talk to her. Yeah. Your mom wish, Your mom and your girl both wish you were more like me. So, like, and I can talk some shit. I grew up I in it. like boxing yeah. gyms and martial arts clubs where people are just talking trash. Not, yeah. and I like trash. I like what. You'll see me on Twitter if anyone follows me. People talk trash to me and I love I favorite it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you have good game, if your game's weak, I don't write anything back. Right. But every <laughs> once in a while, a guy will write something. I'm like, dude, that's pretty that's slick. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you right now. But that's I still give them a heart on it. That's the favorite thing, <laughs> yeah. so they know like it's all love. But I go in. They gotta know where they're at on the yeah. shit talk scale. I was very kind to you, by the way. Incredibly kind. Mm. All I did was go in on the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Never went in on you. I guarantee you, if I ever do the show again, win, lose, or draw, we're going to know who won the shit talking about. <laughs> Why did
0: you because I'm
2: a dad, I have a daughter. Oh. I have a soft spot for stand-up comics because of my old man, mm-hmm. and so I'm nice to y'all. You should see how nice I am to Josh. Like it blows Josh away. He's like, he's like, it's only because you don't have brothers or sisters. I'm like, dude, I'm a dick to all my friends except you. Oh. <laughs> like I have a soft spot. Can't be to Joshua. No, you guys are are very sensitive creatures, That's true. and you need to be built up, not broken down, because comics break themselves down just fine. That's
1: true. I don't <laughs> um, need help from anybody doing it. So I, it, I yeah, believe
2: yeah. in putting building blocks, not jackhammers, to your psyches. That's you did so, say fuck you to so my
1: face, which I, was like I, I, Did I ask
2: permission first?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, but not for me, for like the show. You're like, can I cuss on this show? Okay, that, was that wasn't like, may I hurt your feelings, which wasn't hurting my feelings. It was, the best. It was
2: partially, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I bet I felt bad on the way home.
1: for saying fuck you to me maybe
2: yeah that's
1: you know it's not it was it made me smile so hard it's hard
2: you're going in knowing you're gonna lose you know what i mean so it's hard to get that mad so i think i feel like i just had to get one in so it felt it's fair it felt real
1: it's fair oh yeah you i mean your your shit talking was tame people have come in and it was
2: i thought i was i thought i was leashed quite nicely yeah you're
1: very you're very respectful you took your mayo sandwich loss
2: you know, what was almost (laughs) worse was that hard rock bread. You made it so it's like I had to earn my humiliation. I had to earn it like soft bread. You just get it over with. But but Kelsey, she's like, no, I have a different kind of show. You're going to what I want you. I want you to be covered in shit. Oh, that's a terrible humiliation. But wait, it gets worse. We're going to hide that shit behind this concrete wall, and you have to hammer your way through the wall. And you're going to be tired, because no one's going to help you, and you don't get a jackhammer. You're going to be John Henry and no steam drill. And at the end of that, John Henry dies, by the way. Um, And then after you break through this wall, it'll take you about three hours, and you're going to have a bad back the next day. Then... And only then will you be covered, <laughs> covered in, shit. in shit. And that's what your that's show is. That's a really is. good Amazing. analogy. Yeah. For yeah. You should very let very me pitch point. this your show to a network. <laughs> you
1: know money. what you're doing. <laughs> so funny. Fuck. Yeah.
0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more
1: muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash
3: metaverse impact.
1: By the way, if you guys have not watched that episode of of Fury yet, it's on YouTube. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It time. Uh, uh, other questions? Yeah, so we talked what time is it? Okay, we got like five more minutes. So um we talked a little bit on Rissa Fury about uh, your marriage to Sarah Michelle Geller Yeah. And that it's 18 years long. Is that correct?
2: Something like that. Something like that? we We've been together there, longer know, like, than married. So okay. we've been together over 20, like 20 years.
1: 20 years? Wow. That's amazing. So you talked a little bit about kind of like how you approach a marriage in this, especially like in this industry. But can you share a little bit on for our podcast listeners, like what you feel like you're... Trick to successes for sure, but I'll I'll preface it
2: with this what works for me, probably gonna break a lot of y'all up. So, oh,
1: interesting, okay, you you know what I mean? Like, it's
2: weird giving marriage advice. My wife and I just did this, uh, like a campaign for cascade and saving water, right? Yeah, and it was do it every night that was like the the theme, yeah. And so, every press interview we did, they were like, What's the secret? Like, what's the secret? Okay to The Great Marriage and doing it every night. I'm like, y'all think I get it every night. Like, are you, we got two kids. Like... That just doesn't happen. There's yeah. nights where we even both want to, and we're like, "Yeah, but it ain't gonna but it's happen." Not gonna happen. <laughs> they want to sleep in our bed tonight. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And you talk it out. We'll like debate. Like we go in the closet. Yeah, but if they wake up, and it has to be a horrible thing to see. <laughs> or what about the shower? Yeah, there's no cleanup. Like we literally okay. go through the, all these. But you guys steps.
1: still have like sexual passion for each other.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we fantastic. Would, no, we would be broken up. For, like, oh, okay. Straight up. Like if yeah. if that kind of stuff changed. We would split up. That stuff yep. needs to maintain until the parts don't work.
1: Yeah. That,
2: that's my <laughs> philosophy on that. So,
1: until medications involved.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, and then it is it is what it is. But for Sarah and I, there's a huge level of respect, first of all, because we both knew what this business was about when we got involved with yeah. each other. She knew what kind of guy I was. I never hit on her when we worked together. I'm not. I'm just not that kind of dude. Like, you ain't yeah. never gonna hear about me in any of those cases because right. I have more friends that are girls than are boys. And the reason they're my friend is because they know that that shit can't happen. Right. And I look out for them like a brother or in some cases, a dad. Um, <laughs> right. So I'm, I, I'm telling you, I got more friends that are pro wrestlers that are girls yeah. than boys. And I got a lot of friends that are boy pro wrestlers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was in charge of their division when I worked there. So yeah. there was a trust that's built up. And through that trust is when a friendship happens, right? Right. So Sarah and I were already friends before yeah. there was smooch one. Like we, yeah. were, we were bros and we went out to dinner on our first date as bros. We just got stood up by our publicist who was afraid of flying and like near the end of dinner after a little sake, I was like, yo, Sarah, be looking good.
3: And I just never <laughs> looked at her like that. Yeah. And
2: she said, hey, do you want to take a walk afterwards? And we just had this like nice sushi dinner and uh, I was like, yeah, definitely do. And we were both walking, and you could feel the energy between us. Like we both knew that that things had changed, and none of neither of us spoke for like a full minute. And uh, we're down in Malibu, and we're walking on the cliff. So for sure, a kiss is happening. Like it's (laughs) it's not like we walked the parking lot at Nobu, right? This is the old one in Malibu, not the new one. And so we're walking, and I shit you not, like we stop and we have this smooch. And, uh, and the moon is out and there's no clouds in the sky. I'm telling you, this is, all, this is 100% true. <laughs> so I, su- I swear to God. And we stopped kissing and there's rabbits all around <gasps> us. What? I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I swear to God, there's fucking like little bunny rabbits all around us. And I literally was like, yo, is oh, you that fucking a fucking snow white? I thought this it was a crazy. rat. I thought it was a rat. Oh, and so God. I go, What? The, what is that? And Sarah goes, is that a rabbit? And I was like, <laughs> Is that rabbits? And there were like 30 of them. And they just what? hopped right by. And I was like, yo, that was such a trip. And then we walked so back weird. to I had this old Dodge Ram pickup truck. We walked back to my truck. It's so big she couldn't even get in the fucking thing. Yeah. I had to help her into the truck. And then I I drove her home and gave her a kiss goodnight. And that was the last girl that I kissed. Except oh, my camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but That's yeah, so, so sweet. yeah. But yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know what makes a good marriage. I really don't. I can tell you, like, she makes me laugh. Yeah. She, talk, she talks good, good trash, man. She's got good. <laughs> Atta girl. She talks, I, I love a good, like I said earlier, I love when people can talk shit. And she can. she's a New York Jew, so she can talk some <laughs> shit. Um, so that still makes me laugh. Yeah. She doesn't get mad when I make fun of, like, the pants that are cool, like, that J-Lo wears, and she'll have to. And I'm like, it's up, Annie Oakley? And yeah. she'll be like,
1: fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know I
2: mean? But yeah. she doesn't get too mad at me. I'm yeah. like, those are some sweet MC Hammer pants, man. Can I touch it?
0: Yeah. And, and
2: she doesn't give me a hard time about it. And then she talks shit about how I dress, because yeah. I don't own anything that's not a T-shirt. And <laughs> yeah. uh, most of them have, like, I went out, went out for my birthday dinner, and I had this red T-shirt on, these cool black pants that she got me, so I knew she'd like those. Yeah, and uh, had my red and black Jordans on, and I said the red T-shirt and this and a black jacket over it, and so I was like, I'm looking sharp. And, <laughs> but she, what she didn't know is on the chest. I had a Super Mario from uh, Mario <laughs> Brothers like, on the wow. chest. Right? So, so I had it covered with the jacket. And I was like, yo, I'm so slick. And I'm going to pull it out at dinner. And she's going to get so mad. And it'll make me laugh, right? I've done it to her a million times. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but check out the shirt. And she's like, oh, God, we're in a nice restaurant. So I got my game tight. We walk out to the car. And I didn't tuck my shirt in. And I never looked at the back of the shirt. And on the back of the shirt, it just has this like huge, obnoxious Super Mario head. And on the very bottom of the shirt, it says uh, Mario Bros. On the bottom. And the shirt was hanging out. So we go out and Sarah goes, oh, hell no. And I go, what? And she goes, Super Mario Bros.? And I legit check my, I'm like, what? How, does she, how did you see that? And she was like, look at the back of your shirt. And I turn it like and it's so obnoxious. I was like, yo, hold on, let me go, change. Oh my god. Tell me I put on a regular t-shirt. But I almost had it. You her, really man. wanted to
1: have the market. Oh yeah. Oh I
2: almost had her. I Almost had it. But yeah, as far as like make your partners laugh. Yeah. Um be don't be passive aggressive. Don't sit on shit. Don't wait. Say it. Say yeah. if it's a you issue, say it. Meaning if you're having an issue with something that I'm doing. Say it and say it when you feel it. If I'm having an issue and I clearly don't want to talk about it, don't force it or Mm -hmm. it's not going to come out the way I want and it's not going to come out the way you want. Mm -hmm. Don't force things like just because they're yours don't mean they're yours. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like is is your toy, right? You can make push the button and make the toy say what it's supposed to say. But people aren't like that. And if you push them, they're going to push back and it doesn't feel good. So right. that's something that, that we learned that I think we're very, very good at. Um, keep having sex with the people you love. With Keep doing that. Don't yeah. get lazy. Yeah, don't um, get too comfortable. Yeah, because then it's like, I'm telling you, people's minds wandered. As a, as a successfully married person and been with Sarah for 20 years, yeah. I can't count how many times people have been like, yeah, but would you be down to do this? And I'm like, no. Yeah. And the reason I can say no is because things are good at home. Yeah. If they're not good at home, I've had people who I love and men who I respect not only think about it, but act on do it. it yeah. And these are men I respect. They made a bad choice that I don't respect. Right. But And women, too, that who right. I know and love and respect dearly. And I'm like, Right. you're going you not, you don't want to do that like right. yeah you gotta you gotta maintain that life forever yeah you know how hard it is to do anything forever like that, you know it, but, yeah. so it's you know I don't I don't recommend that but yeah. I, I know it happens and yeah so like I said what works for me may break someone else up but we're very honest we're very straightforward yeah, I encourage Sarah to tell me shit when it happens. She's not perfect at it, but I ain't perfect at what I'm supposed to bring to the relationship right right. And there's just patience and tolerance in that. yeah, they would ask crazy questions like, uh, do you guys get mad at each other when the person whose turn it is to do the chores doesn't do them like we don't have a turn. <laughs> yeah, like if it's yeah. a dirty dish, I wash it if I'm too tired and it's bugging her, she washes it and she doesn't say shit to me. Yeah. and vice versa. If I, if, if I work a 12-hour day or Sarah works a 12-hour day on set, right? I remember this when she was doing Buffy all the time. And she worked nights. And she'd get home at you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, eat like a light little breakfast and go to sleep, yeah. right? And she, poor thing would only get like four or five hours sleep because once mm, the day's up, geez. she's up, right? Yeah. She ain't a – she don't fight vampires in real life. yeah <laughs> she's, a, she's a human, a mortal like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah and she would always leave that breakfast in the sink right yeah not once was I I swear to god not once was like that fucking
3: bitch yeah <laughs> she
2: gonna right. leave no, no. Yeah. on the other I was like right. yo let me watch this man that girl uh. worked 12 hours and I was watching Dragon Ball Z and <laughs> playing Xbox <laughs> Yeah. you know what I'm saying So yeah. and and vice versa man like yeah. if there's a bull there and it bothers her she cleans it up and she doesn't give me shit she knows that yeah. I'm a responsible guy she knows I'm not a piece of trash yeah. so it, we work easily like that because there yeah. is no competition There's none. Of, yeah. every question we got asked I'm telling you well who's better at this who's better at that I'm like I'm a better cook yeah, that's not a contest. Sarah's yeah. cooked me one meal in twenty years. Who do you think the better cook? Yeah. Me, and you know why? Because I like doing it, and yeah, she yeah. doesn't. Yeah. You know what she likes doing? Making sure your boy doesn't go broke, and she yeah. took care of all my finances because I'm shit at that for yeah. twenty years. Yeah, yeah. So I, so it's not. A, I'm like, oh well, this time I'm doing what well, I'm picking what we invest in. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have experience in that. My mom was a chef, not a stockbroker. Yeah. I can cook my ass off. So she eats like a queen. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like there is no, if you're in a contest relationship, unless you're like playing fucking foosball <laughs> or phase 10 or, you right. know what I mean? or gin or something like that, then you better whip their ass. Like, <laughs> right. don't, i don't let my kids beat me in I Beat my son <laughs> eight to one in Super Smash Brothers yesterday. And the only time he won, he legit earned it. Yeah. And he was hyped when he, he, yeah. he was mad as hell until then. But you know what I mean? Like, you got you play to win. But in a relationship, if you're in a competition, I, I'm assuming your days are numbered. Because yes. like, yeah. Michael Jordan didn't want to marry any of the Pistons. You know what I yeah. mean? They were dicks. Eventually, you're like, man, this guy's a dick. He ain't making me better. He's just hitting me. So yeah, you know you stayed married to Scottie Pippen, and that was the better relationship. You right. Know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't give each other too much shit. Yeah,
0: I like that. That was advice. actually great advice. I mean, yeah. that was really great advice. I like uh, like that. I said,
2: it's probably gonna break someone up.
0: <laughs> no, but, but say it's so, what's on your mind. You kind of utilize each other's skills. Like you like cooking, she doesn't, so you do it. She does yeah. the finances because she's better. she likes and it. And by the way, there's times I, I cook and, I and
2: clean, and I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, yeah, the, I love that. Sometimes I do reminder. that, and you know why? And when I do do that, if I go upstairs and play video games. Guess who doesn't give me shit? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. We don't all have to do everything 50-50 down the middle on every little thing. That That's just right. so exhausting. And y'all don't
2: have to be in each other's shit. Like, right. I don't watch reality TV. My wife, and I know there's a lot of people out there that do this, boy and girl. And you make your your partner watch something that they hate right. because you like it, right. and you want them to be a part of it so that you can talk to them about something they don't even want to talk about. Right. You know who's right. never done that to me? My wife.
0: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know
2: who I've never been like? Hey, babe, come watch me play this video game. Look how <laughs> no, babe, look how great the graphics are. They're next gen. Like I would never. Yeah. She could give two shits yeah. about Laura Croft and and what tune she's rating. Like right. she doesn't. Care, she doesn't care right. yeah. so you know th- take that with you for what it's worth and I hopefully you help somebody out oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: you've been the best That's guest great. Oh, thank you for yeah. everything can you plug so everything fun. your podcast plug where people I can do find a you. really
2: funny podcast with comedian Josh Wolfe if you guys don't know who he is he used to do Chelsea show all the time uh, he does David Spade show all the time now he's super funny Yeah, he's a dad of three he's a total stoner he is <laughs> <Best>. the sweetest <laughs> dumbest slash smartest <laughs> dude i know when it comes to a lot of parenting stuff and things like that um and i love doing that podcast with him it's called friends and the wolf you guys can find it on itunes or you can see him video like you can see him here on yeah. GEG head which is g-e-g-g-h-e-a-d it's just egghead with a g at the beginning and that's on youtube and we do a ton of uh i'm still a big nerd at heart we play a ton of dungeons and dragons and we shoot all this kind of stuff, kind of like Critical Role does on YouTube. And mm-hmm. we do everything live on uh, Twitch. So you can find us there, too. It's just twitch.tv forward slash gaghead or youtube.com uh, forward slash gaghead. And we play tons of different games. We'll bring you on one time. Okay. And one that I know you suck ass <laughs> okay. at. And we'll kill you. Um, oh, and that will fine. be my that's sweet, fair. sweet revenge. And that's the promo fair. I cut on you will be the humiliation that you have to take. Oh, God. I'll have do an old coming. 80s watch wrestling promo Dungeon. on you. Yeah, I'm a,
0: that should be your humiliation. Please make her you have, play You don't that. even
2: get to play. You oh, have to watch. God.
0: Oh, please make her do that. You just have to watch.
2: That. that would be horrible. That
0: would be God. the
1: worst. With her In like commentary. a folding yes.
2: chair that sucks oh. with no cushion, no water. <laughs> No bathroom breaks. <laughs> no. <laughs> it turned into a Japanese game just show where you're on a block of ice. How a, long till Kelsey pees?
1: Becoming a prisoner of war next, situation. Next, Naruto's castle. Oh, well, you're the best. Thank you for coming Thank on. Thank you so Appreciate much. Yeah, we awesome. will do our respectful goodbye yeah, you know, Yes, yes right. absolutely.
2: See, I'm telling you, the bow <laughs> is coming back.
1: <laughs> All right, we will uh, talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Self-Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you?
0: You can find me at delaneyfisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me
1: at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at Comedy, Twitter's at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.